sweet beats of Jeff Fulman Braun. Um, this is the uh, Parenting versus Podcast. Podcast? I just remember um, going to Jeff's house and knocking on the door and coming in, and he had his dog, Nyla. And um, I would go in his room, and he's like, hey, dude, check out this, uh, check out this cool beat. And five hours later. <laughs> five hours later. This is like before I even knew Lindsay. No, you definitely knew me well, from some of this. Some of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeff is Jeff is a true musician, man. He's that guy is. He he for sure just loves his music. He loves technology. He loves his gear. And even though I don't talk to him very much, um, you know he's one of my best friends of all time. Shout Love out that guy. to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Check out his stuff, jeffamidron.com. Um, Here comes the helicopter. <clears throat> comes the helicopter, yeah. <laughs> so we started a podcast this weekend, um, and it started to get a little bit good, but then craziness happened, and then... We may scrap it, or it may be... Oh, there's the dog. I don't know. <laughs> or it may be bonus material. We're not sure yet. It's it's unfinished. Yeah. Um, but now we uh, have a moment together. It's a Thursday evening. Um, no work for you tomorrow. Well, watching three kids is most definitely work. No work. You don't have your job. Oh, I have a job. Your job. Yes, I know what you're getting at, and I just want you to admit that watching three kids is a job. Yeah, I get it. So, it's a Thursday evening. Um, We don't have the kids around. We have a moment to ourselves. Um, Penny is barking at nothing. Who knows? She's startled by everything. Well, we we also live in the middle of the city. (laughs) And there's just everything around us. Um, we may have to scrap this one too. Uh, I won't scrap it. She's background noise. She's oh, she's dog. okay. She's okay. Um, I heard people like racing down the down the road. Yeah, there's um, been some serious action happening tonight. So I don't know what it is about Albuquerque, or maybe it's Albuquerque or everywhere, but there's a a bunch of people on crotch rockets. You know, like Honda. <laughs> Honda, uh, what are the other ones? Honda, whatever. I I would not Um, know. (laughs) (laughs) Honda's the only motorcycle I know. But they're like the really fast motorcycles, and you can hear them racing. Suzuki's? Suzuki, yeah, they're Suzuki's. (laughs) That's a thing, I'm just throwing it out there. Suzuki's. Oh my gosh, this dog, I I kid you not. I'm like, what is your deal? She feels like she needs to protect us. It's ingrained in her DNA. It really is. Um, but, uh, we we live on the like really close to the intersection of two major interstates, right? There's I twenty five that goes up and down, and and I forty that goes side to side. I say side to side. It sounded like a really us. bad like dance you do at a wedding. Maybe, up maybe. and down and side to side. We should make it. Ah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I heard them like racing. I'm like, that does not seem safe. And on the news on the other day, the other day we saw the little clip of the uh, person on the crotch rocket that was going really fast, and the, I think it was. Might have been the sheriff's department or the police department. Like they pulled their gun on them. Yeah, but I'm, was... I'm I'm almost like if, I'm almost like if they're being a danger to people around them. Like I don't know. Anyway, um, you said you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. So yeah, what's on your mind? Um, a lot of things. Um, I think the last couple, two, three, four, five podcasts that we've done. Um, have been kind of like oh Debbie my gosh. Downer. I am about ready to lose it with this dog. <laughs> She's so annoying. Why do we have pets? 
Why do we even have them? Okay, what was that though, for real? Mm, I don't know. I'll check. You talk for a second. I don't know what to talk about. So I was just complaining about our dogs, and then I heard a legitimately sketchy noise. So I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Ugh. I'm having one of those parent nights tonight where I am tapped out. I had a five-year-old giving me serious attitude, and I like laid down the law big time, and I he cried some pretty big crocodile tears. I almost felt guilty. Almost. And here comes the dog. Um, but he's just, I don't know, I don't know. I had to like lay out all the threats, like, if you don't knock it off, we're not going to the pumpkin patch this weekend. That was pretty serious. And then I took it one further. If you don't knock it off, we're not going to go to the birthday party you were invited to this weekend. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So I had to lay down the parent law. And it sucked. I hate doing that. But sometimes it has to be done. And then I had a two-year-old who just wanted to see what was going on. So he kept getting out of bed. And my five-year-old's like dramatically like screaming and shrilling and like crying like a maniac just because he can. Even though this kid was sick this week and didn't have a voice for like three days. But now he can scream apparently. Um, and then my one-year-old has also decided that she does not like bedtime. So she's been kind of causing a little bit of an issue at bedtime. So it was like me juggling three kids, trying to get them to go to bed, and they were all crying at the same time. And it was like hell on earth. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I got the text messages. And then I cried. Because I felt like a bad mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. There's just some nights where I don't want a parent, and I wish I could just be like, well, I'm out. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so, fun. Last couple of episodes, like I said, two, three, four, five of our episodes have been Debbie Downer. We've been, I don't know. Um, sometimes, you know, you get in this, like, depressed mode. I don't know. Lindsay's telling me to be quiet. No, you're just talking really loud. Um, daughter's room's right here. Sometimes you get in these, like, depressed modes where you're just like, Everybody succeeds, or it seems like everybody's succeeding, except for you. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe other people don't do that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just a little bit tired of talking about it, to be honest. Yeah, me, me too. But okay. um, you seem like you're a little pissed off. No, I'm not. I'm just watching this dog chase her tail, and I'm wondering, like, does she not know that it's her own tail? Hmm. Or is she just confused? <laughs> or is it just really fun? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out. Like right. She, she's having the time of her life, and yeah. I don't think she even knows that it's, like, her own tail. I'm anyway, sorry. Uh, we're, both, we're both drinking um, uh, La Cumbre Malpais uh, Stouts. Mm -hmm. And if you don't live in Albuquerque, consider yourself unlucky. Ooh. <laughs> we have some really awesome, awesome breweries here in town, and they're just popping up everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, Oh. People like to diss Albuquerque a lot. Even even the insurance guy that I, I talked to a couple days ago. He doesn't know anything. Um, so, by the way, you know you're old or in your mid-30s and have a family. If you get super excited if you save money on car insurance oh and home gosh, insurance. Oh my gosh, stop it. It sounds like we're in a commercial. Well, it, it does. I'm not oh. going to mention the company. Good. But I, we were with this one company for four to five years, right? And we were paying our insurance and it was whatever. Um, <laughs> it was whatever. It was whatever. I mean, you have to do it, right? Spoken like a true um, sort of millennial. 
And they were fine. I enjoyed them because it was one of those insurance companies that has a local office. You know what I mean? They have a representative. He was a very... He was a, the guy that ran it. His name was Jim. His name was Jim. And he was a very, like, jovial old man. Yeah. He, he was like a... Like a he, he, he was very personable. He was like your neighborhood kind of dude, you right. know? You called them, right? And a lot of times... And Anne, the secretary. Yeah. I haven't talked to Anne in a while. Well, she's wonderful. She was pretty, pretty wonderful. She was. Um... You but got any, a good any, one, Jim. You any, got a good anytime one. I talked to, to Jim, he would say, oh, okay, cool. We'll take care of that. And he's like, by the way, how's, uh, how are things going? How's uh, teaching going? How's, you know, how are your kids? Whatever. And that was really nice. I, I enjoyed that. And that made me want to stay with that, that company. It was like that small town feel of like. Right. It was very. My insurance guy gives a crap about right. my family. Little, little did I know that my insurance rate would be cut in half, basically, if I if I gave up Jim, and I and when I called, there's always a price to pay when you give up Jim. And it was really hard to cancel a Jim because I had to talk to Jim and I had to say, "Hey mm. Jim, um, is he like Lorenzo? I'm canceling. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed." He's <laughs> like Lorenzo. I want to be with you. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not at all what I was expecting you to say, but um. No. He did not say that, but he was very nice, and Diego was chewing on something. It I, doesn't even matter. I like, know. I don't even care. It's hard to put blinders on, too. Yeah. Blinders like, from your spouse, blinders from your Well, not kids. for you. You just put your dumb little Clash of Clans game in front of you. Clash Royale. I don't care what it's called. Clash of Idiots is probably what it should <laughs> be called. Um, you just mm. put that on, and then it's like blinders for days. Well, Clash Royale seems idiotic to you. Um, and a lot of other women. And a lot of other women. And uh, hey, wait, stop. and then and then stop. Pinterest stop. sounds idiotic to basically everybody. I deleted everybody. Pinterest off my phone for you. Um, um, may I just say? Sure. May I just say something? Sure. Pro tip, gentlemen: mm-hmm. if you want to impress a woman, mm-hmm. nay, a lady friend, mm-hmm. and you want to get to at least second or third, or possibly hit a home run, don't play that stupid game. <laughs> Here, why don't you talk about that game? I'm gonna. Check I don't want to talk about that game ever. I want that game to crash and burn. It's it's so dumb. I get recreational activities. I get like things that give you an outlet. I understand that. But it's when those things start like consuming your free time that you should be spending doing other things like, you know, hanging out with your family or, um, you know, being a parent to your children, <laughs> fixing a leak in your roof. <clears throat> it's It's things like that. Are you that me. me on a podcast? Maybe. Hopefully you'll listen to it later. Maybe you'll catch some tips. Wow. I am awful, everybody. I didn't say that. So, yeah, that was on my mind. Diego's eating a... Uh... I don't care what he's eating. I really don't. <laughs> no, I have not had a chance to... Okay. I have been dealing with sick kids. This is where my mind's at. Can mm-hmm. I just spill for a minute? Spill. Spill away. All right. Sick kids for a week. My five-year-old got sick. He had fevers starting in the evenings, and they got really bad in the middle of the night. So he'd be up at like four in the morning every night with a fever. So guess who was up with him? So he's feeling better now, but now our one-year-old is starting to feel like crap, and I was up last night with her. So I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit cranky. I'm a little bit done with sick, nasty, snotty, boogery kids. Um, and I literally have been up since four this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's people cheering and honking horns. Like I said, we live in the middle I of the city. I literally have no idea. It's like a we Thursday night. Yeah. I don't even know what could possibly Maybe be happening Maybe it's Highland right now. High School. 
Um, it's not even our district. <laughs> I don't know. But no, so I, I have not, since four o'clock this morning, I have been like straight mom mode slash going to work today and we have our giant fundraiser for the year starting tomorrow and going through Saturday. So I've had that in, on my brain. And then to top that off, I have a lady that we helped who is super pissed and I have been dealing with her no nonsense. Still? The same lady. one? Oh no, it's a different lady. She's called me every day this week. Yeah. To bitch so, and complain about things that are beyond my control. So and hold on. Okay. So I have been trying to complexly like problem solve family life, work life, slash fundraiser, slash bitchy lady, slash strategically shutting her down nicely. <laughs> Lindsay is a is a coordinator for a nonprofit here in town. Yeah. So I deal with people a lot. And that's fine. But it has been a week of chaos in every aspect of my life, and I'm tired. Um, And I've been literally on, like, my brain has been mentally going since 4 o'clock this morning. So Mm. I haven't even had a chance to really, like, wind down. Like, this is me winding down for my day. Mm. (laughs) Finally. That's good. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. Had a nice Mm. ring to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, we missed a couple of, what's up, dogs? No, there's just people like cheering, and I'm like, did, like, <laughs> huh? Who won the World Series? <laughs> Does anybody care in it's, Albuquerque? Is it football? I saw there was like, I no. What's well, Thursday night football? I guess right. are the Broncos playing or something? I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're super into sports over here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I I had some things in my mind. This whole week has been nuts. Like, ever since I took my stupid tests and I've failed them, um, like, a lot of stuff has been in my mind. But uh, what were you talking about? Um, winding down from the week. Winding down from the week. And okay. just crazy things. It's just been a chaotic week yeah. in general for me. Yeah. Busy. It, it has. Really busy. It has. Um, so. So we were. Can I ask you something? Sure. I mean, do you remember? Do I have to answer it? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we watched that, uh, the new Sarah Silverman show. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to talk about something else a little bit. <sighs> Since this is strictly your podcast, go ahead. Um, I wanted to talk about the Sarah Silverman show. <laughs> I just... No, but really, I, I did have something like that was on the tip of my tongue, but it was, it's gone. It's gone. So, But I did want to talk about the, the show. Um... um so, ladies, do you ever have those moments when you're with your spouse and you're like, "God, please kill me, kill me now." Yeah. Like, please, God, I can't. I my mind can't take any more tonight. That's where I'm at. Thanks for being honest. Well, that's all I can do right now. <laughs> um. So, kids, kids who are listening, um, in the future, our kids, Luke, Riley, and Juliet, uh, we love you, and we're glad you're listening. And this is how your mom and dad interacted sometimes, and it's okay. Sometimes you can be on edge with your spouse. We are um, freaking tired. <laughs> we are we are pretty tired. Um, yeah, earlier today I had my uh, evaluation uh, for teaching. That's what I wanted to say. And those things are stinking stressful. Even though they don't really mean anything much. Like, they do mean something. But I can pay attention to it and, like, really think on it. Or I can just kind of let it blow by and let myself be a teacher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had one of my principals in my classroom. Um, and she was critiquing everything I do. 
right? That's her job, and I get it. That teachers need to be held accountable. They need to make we need to make sure that the teachers are educating our kids. Like, can you imagine? like having Luke in a classroom where there was some bogus teacher, right? We want to make sure that teacher is doing a good job, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have I have people's kids. I have kids who have lives, you know, in my classroom, and they need to get the best education possible. I get it. But my principal was in my classroom critiquing my every move how i did the lesson plan what was on my what was on my board nice choice in shirts um no (laughs) i wish (laughs) uh she counted all of the kids that were off task all the kids that were on task um i don't think that's an accurate way to grade somebody on their Um, teaching though because kids can have off days and that has nothing to do with well every kid in my class decided to have an off day today like (laughs) even my kids who are on every single day one of my kids i'm like i'm like hey how you doing today and she's like not good i'm mad i'm pissed off and don't ask me why and she's usually like really okay mm-hmm. side note if it's a teenage girl and she says don't ask me why mm-hmm. she wants you to ask her why no i respected her i was like okay i want to ask you oh my god but i hope you feel better between men and women oh my goodness no right there. no i i know my oh. students i know my students and she says don't ask why i'm not gonna ask but anyway she was having off an off day one of my really you know kids that questions a lot um decided when well, he didn't decide he, he was sick so he didn't cut he didn't show up one of my other kids who's really involved in the lesson he was like two minutes and two minutes into the lesson he's like i need to go to the nurse i'm like okay go to the nurse um i had a i had a student stand up in the middle of class and she's like does anybody have an iphone charger i'm like gosh are you guys serious don't you realize that our principal is right here and she's like critiquing my every move so anyway they don't care no, they're they, teenagers. No, they, they don't. don't. And after she left, I was like, "Hey, guys, do you know who that person was sitting over there?" And nobody knew because they were all—they're all freshmen. And they're like, they had no idea. I was like, well, "That's that's one of your principals." Oh, and by the way, we had a new student today mm. <laughs> show up. So it was all sorts of distractions. And anyway, I did okay, but like, um, it's just crazy being critiqued and it's a lot of stress and so on and so forth. So, so that's what's been on my mind. That. It, it matters. Yeah. Didn't say it didn't. Why did, um, I'm just, I'm nodding my head. I'm giving okay. you time to finish. Okay. But I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm hogging the electrons. Go ahead. No, I have nothing to say. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I'm just listening to the noises around us. There's a lot. I've been hearing car doors and people and yelling and what sounded like a feral cat. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, there's a lot happening in our neighborhood right now, and I keep getting sidetracked by all the different noises that I'm hearing. And there's that. (laughs) Penny hears all the noises, too. Yeah. Um, So, Sarah Silverman, I was kind of surprised a little bit. I was pleasantly surprised. I like the the format of Mm -hmm. the show. Um, Okay, you know, people, it's Sarah Silverman, so use your judgment. Don't watch it around your kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like it started off with some nudity. Yeah, there's like boobs. some male nudity. And there was a there was a penis. Yeah, oh yeah. So you know, don't watch it around your kids. <laughs> don't be stupid. Um, but but I, I think she made a really good point, which is that do we censor things because they are offensive, or are they offensive because we censor them? She said that. No, that's just what I was drawing from. From that whole, from that whole thing. Thing, right? Okay. And I think that that's a valid point. 
Mm -hmm. um, anyway, you'll have to watch it to see what I'm talking about. But I just thought the format and the commentary based on the climate in the United States right now was a really good, lighthearted, but at the same time, thoughtful mix. What's the name of the show? I Love You, America. I Love You, America. <laughs> um, the intro little song thing was kind of funny, too. Yeah, no, I thought it was well done. Um, she went and talked to a family in Louisiana who was mm -hmm. like the complete opposite of <laughs> her belief system. Was she from New Hampshire, she New said? New Hampshire. And she's, she's a liberal, like, Jew. From New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just very interesting to see the dynamic of those two groups of people talking. Um, it was brief. It was, it was, you know, I think that it's funny. You can ask serious questions mm -hmm. in a joking way and people let their guard down and actually give you sincere answers. Mm -hmm. It's all in the approach. Well, I mean, when your quote unquote enemy is staring you right in the face, you can't be enemies at that point. No, because you're putting a face in a person who has a name and a personality who's in your home to it. I mean, it's very different. But I, th I think also, you know, she talked to, um, I can't remember the lady's name off the top of my head, but she was in Westboro Baptist and she's obviously left since she's one of the daughters of the founders of Westboro Baptist or something like that. Right. And she did a Ted talks that I saw a while ago and it was really good. Um, but she had her on as her guest and she was talking to her. And I just, I love hearing that woman speak because if anybody understands, she's really smart. like you oh, can tell yeah. she's really smart. Like, and it's, it's funny how, I, what I was thinking is, how does this really smart-sounding person get wrapped up in a crazy, like, hateful cult? Well, she was born into it. She was raised in Westboro Baptist. Hmm. Her parents were, her whole family, were adamant figures in Westboro hmm. Baptist. So she didn't actually ever have the option hmm. of having anything different. Um, but the fact that she kind of critically thought her way out of that situation mm -hmm. after being raised in that scenario is pretty incredible. Hmm. Um, she's a very strong, very educated woman. And I really, I don't know. I really admire her. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just saw like the two, three, four minute interview, whatever it was. Watch the Ted talks. It's actually really good. She yeah. ended up marrying the guy that was like kind of trolling her on her. Yeah. On her they they Twitter. said that in the interview. I, I believe really he's cool. Jewish. Um, so it's very ironic, but it's also <laughs> like, what a great love story. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like a modern day like <laughs> I would be so grateful to my spouse if if like if if I was into hating people and you got me out of that like well but he just talked to her like a human being right and I think she realized that she wasn't even talking to people mm -hmm. like human beings and so the people that she was supposed to be hating so adamantly and condemning Mm -hmm. We're showing her the love and the compassion and the kindness of speaking to her like a human being right not as like a stereotype yeah yeah, and I'm and as I was watching that too, I'm like, well, she she got out of Westboro Baptist Church, you know, this super hateful group, and and you know she she believed everything she did. I mean, think about it. She she held these signs that were very hateful at very, you know, very pivotal points in people's lives. Yeah, like like protesting like, funerals, like funerals of yeah. of, uh, of of soldiers. soldiers and stuff. Like that's, that's so awful, sad. right? But did you hear what she said? Um, hmm. She said she never thought. She, they, they always considered the message of what they were saying on the signs, but she never actually thought about how it affected the family members or the people around, mm -hmm. like actually affected them. She was so focused she on... Didn't, she didn't put a face on it. Right. Getting that message out, she never actually considered how it might really affect somebody. Right. Um, and I think that's really easy to do. I mean, there's no... If you look at somebody holding a sign on a picket line, 
there's not a whole difference between that and somebody in a in a chat room. I don't want to say chat room because that's such an old fashioned term. <laughs> like on a message board or something or like a, a feed on Twitter. On Twitter, like saying something and then someone saying something back. Mm-hmm. You are literally throwing your opinion at somebody in their face, and then hmm. they ignite something in you that makes you angry. So you throw something back at them. Blah 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 blah. It's the same thing on a picket line. You're getting that very shallow interaction with somebody. You're never going to sit there and have a really meaningful conversation. Right. You know, you may see someone's face, but you're sitting there throwing your slanderous propaganda at them. And they're just getting defensive and throwing things right back at you. You're never giving yourself or them the opportunity to freely speak like human to human. Yeah. My brother was talking to me about, um, what did he say? Um, We were talking about climate change or something. Oh, that's not real. Yeah, well, people, uh, he's, he's like, there's, there's some sort of thing that happens with people where they are so convinced about whatever they believe that no matter what evidence, like, you can, you can, you can... Show physical proof of something. Yeah, so, like, physical, actual proof, like, in front of their face, and they would deny it, they would make up excuses and, and so on and so forth, um, because they just don't want to believe whatever you're, whatever you're telling them. Right. And that's just crazy to me. And I and I really, really hope that I have never... I mean, maybe I have been there, but I, I hope that that's not me. You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, but the thing is, you're willing to talk about it. And you're willing mm-hmm. to talk to people who don't share the same opinion as you. And that's already a step in the right direction. Right. So, sorry. My friend and I were supposed to meet tomorrow, but she's sick. And I totally get that. Because huh. we were sick this week, too. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout-out, but I have to find the feed. Um... Uh, we received some really nice compliments from somebody listening Who? to our podcast. Well, I'm going to Oh, us. It. Okay. Yes, us. You and I. Okay. Um, and I, gosh, I've got to find it. But um, I wanted to give a shout out because he's got a, like a YouTube stream. Oh, okay. And um, I checked it out last night. It was pretty cool. I just have to find it. Jeez, like what okay. is up with me? It's so Well, let's hard. listen to you finding oh, this. It's the help block. Okay. So the Hout Hot I, I'm never I can never say that word, but it's H A U T E block. Um, hot. No, that's not what I wanted at all. But mm. yeah, um, mm. he does some art reviews and things like that, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So check it out. It's on YouTube. One eight hundred Art Nerd. <laughs> and uh, I was I was kind of ch- talking with him a little bit about just kind of getting comfortable and letting your guard down and being genuine when you do things like this. And he does uh, like a culture show kind of thing on YouTube, little blips and things like that. So check it out again. It's the help block and it's um, through 1-800-ART-NERD and he does a lot of commentary on modern art. Pretty neat. He has a pretty sweet Instagram gallery as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So. Okay. Well, you just shut down. Hmm. You okay there? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It was super cool. Um, I like when people give us feedback. It's it's nice to hear. And I would love it even if it wasn't good feedback. I just want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do this for free. And I, and I was kind of thinking about that. Like, we are... We do this for fun. It's just like a really fun thing that we can do. And it's kind of... Gives us a little bit of an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, We've said that before. I think. We have said that tons of times. Yeah. But we're parents. We work. We... No. are um <clears throat> horribly inefficient with our time um we are trying to figure out how to live and we fail in a lot of areas um we cause our, ourselves a lot of stress 
Um, we long for days that are before kids and before marriage <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, and maybe even days after the kids grow older. Um, but we realize also that it's super important to appreciate our kids in this given moment because, yes, we're not going to get this time ever again. But, but yeah, it's, it's easy to hate life like all the time. Well, I had a serious parent sacrifice moment last night, and it yeah. was pretty real. Um, I was supposed to be in Denver this week to see Arcade Fire. Oh, man. Yeah, that was last night. Poor American. Go ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. No, it's good. <laughs> I know I saw Aaron text you, texted you about it, right? Yeah, my best friend had gotten me a ticket to see Arcade Fire in Denver, and I was really excited to go. And then, based on finances and a bunch of shit, excuse the French, but a bunch of shit, um, I wasn't able to go. And I'm pouting a little because I'm so bummed out. It's like the one band that I love a lot that I really have never seen live. They came to Santa Fe once, and the, it sold out in like two minutes. So that didn't happen. It's, it's just the one band I really wanted to see live in my lifetime. I probably never will. Um, and she was sending me like little snippets of the concert and she was super close to the front and I just like wanted to kick myself. Yeah. Here I am like at home with three kids with runny noses and I'm like, well, yay. So worth it. So how do wait, no. How do parents get to the point where they where they feel like they're not missing out on life. I don't know, Pollyanna. Um, Pollyanna? Never mind. What is that? Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know, but it was just... It was one of those things that, like, I had built up that I was, like... Because we had said I was going to be able to go. And so I was looking forward to it, looking forward to it. And it was a big blow when I realized I wasn't going to be able to go. Right. And then on top of it, I have to see, like, just how awesome it actually was. And, like... Hmm. Like, FOMO for sure, you know? What's FOMO? Okay, I got it. Yeah. Fear of missing out. So that kind of sucked. I, I don't know. It was just sort of one of those things where I was like, wow, I'm a grown-ass adult, and I have responsibilities. You do, though. <laughs> I know that. So, I'm aware so of that every, I'm, every I'm, morning I'm, at 4 a.m. I'm wondering with our kids. I'm wondering what parents do then. What do parents do to realize or to kind of deal with? It's a cat over there. Cats live next door because people don't. Okay. Um like living living a life where you hate your kids and you hate your life and I don't, I don't hate my kids. You hate parenting and you don't like being responsible for other children like these children all over running running around you know, doing you crazy stuff. I think you misunderstand me. I'm not I'm not talking about you. I'm okay. saying cuz that's not how I feel. Okay. So how how does how does a person parents who dislike parenting a lot they dislike being around kids and really feel like they're missing out on life and maybe maybe they feel like the sacrifice isn't worth it like how did they get to the point where i think it depends on the day where, where do they how do they get to the point where they love their kids and they feel like like there's other things that are important you know what i mean yeah i don't know i'm still trying to figure that out because and i'm not trying to be negative i'm just our family life the way we are right now with your schedule like and just to clarify for people out there listening like and I'm not blaming you but it does it does put a big damper on any kind of routine like what kind of lifestyle 
Well, you're teaching, which is good. You get off of school, like out of work, your job earlier than normal sometimes. Mm -hmm. But then with me working also, sometimes that puts a little bit of a schedule crunch on it. What do you mean? Like picking Luke up from school and dropping him off and getting everybody where they need to be on time. And then on top of that, you're in classes at CNM, Central New New Mexico Community College. So I I wonder... Two two nights a week. And Mm -hmm. that puts a lot of pressure on, on us at home. Because there are two there are two days a week where I feel like I am the sole parent here. I mean, you're out the door at 7.30, and I don't really see you again until 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. So it's like... Really? Yeah. No, I come home. You come home for like an hour. It's not, it's not a significant amount of time. And I'm not... And this is nothing against you, but it's just enough time to throw our kids off. Mm-hmm. And then when you're out the door, I have to, like, get them settled again. I'm with, our, I'm with our kids from 3 until 5. Not necessarily. Necessarily. You, no, you work after, you have your after-school gig, mm-hmm. and you have your your staff meetings. Right. Also. So it's, like, maybe one or two days a week that you're... Okay. So it's it's hard. It is hard. And I'm not saying it's your fault. I get we have to do what we have to do. But it is hard because sometimes, like, when kids need routine, and you just can't give them that, it makes your life as an adult a lot yeah. harder, too. I wonder what it's like for parents who both work nine to five jobs. Like they're able to, both of them are able to take their, if their kids go to school, mm-hmm. right? They can take their five-year-old to kindergarten or whatever. They can take their other two kids because they have both had nine to five jobs. They can afford some childcare. So they both drop them off at the daycare. It's more routine. They drop off their, um, they drop off their school age kids at school and then they're working until five. So I wonder what happens at three o'clock when the school bell rings and that kid has to go somewhere. That kid goes to an after school program and it's part of their routine. And kids like routine. They know what's coming next and that's a good thing. The kids, I used to work at an after school program and it was at a school downtown. So we had a lot of um, kids that had pretty prominent parents, lawyers and judges and, mm-hmm. you know, police officers, like people working in the city. Right that made a lot of money and they were not around their kids a lot. I mean, they literally like, like they would, they were not around their kids a lot. No. Um, and that's the trade off, but they would literally like their kids would come to school in the morning. Then they would go to the after school program until six o'clock at night. Mom and dad would come from their job, pick them up and then they would go home. I'm assuming they probably had dinner, did their homework, went to bed and started all over the next day. They ate creme brulee and roasted salmon. I don't know. So, but the point is like, it was their routine. Everybody knew what to expect. Everybody had an expectation for what was expected of them during the day. Yeah. There was no curveballs thrown. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets a little bit hard with us because I work part-time and then you have this crazy side schedule as well. And and so there's always days where like sometimes you're here, sometimes you're not. The kids, I think they just get confused because they're yeah. little and it throws them off. And yeah. it's hard to like reel them back in from that. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a discussion we've had over and over and over countless times, and yeah. it's it's temporary. Like, this is my last semester, and then I get to come home at 3 o'clock and spend time with our kids, and it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome and all this other stuff. But in the meantime, you deal with these things. You deal with having to go, you know, to school or having to do after-school program stuff. Like, um, you you deal with... Man, being being a parent, being married is is hard. Like I I can remember, ten years ago when I had my 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 little studio apartment, right? 
all I had to deal with was me. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to go get a beer with Joe, I can call Joe and I can say, hey, Joe, let's hang out. Let's get a beer. And then we could do that. And that was awesome. But then you have to kind of kind of compare the two, right? Would I still, to this day, want to be living in a studio apartment and being able to go get a beer with Joe on whatever I want? I don't know. Is that, that sounded pretty good tonight. Is that more important than watching my daughter figure out that she can run? She is so tiny. She's like maybe a foot and a half tall. She's like the littlest little girl ever, right? But she figured out she can run. And I, I watch her run from the kitchen to the living room. And for her, that's like running like a lap around a high school track. But for, you know what I mean? Because it's like, she's so little. And she's so excited about, she learned how to run. Would I trade that for having my studio apartment and being able to get a beer with my friend? Absolutely not. I think it depends on the day, and, honestly. And any day. Like, I'm not going to trade that. I know that sometimes, um, like last night, waking up to my daughter, like she was not, not going to be comforted by me but for, for anything. I held her. I rocked her. I tried to soothe her. And I know that I know that moms are different, right? I know that I know that kids bond to moms differently than they, than they do to dads, and I'm not going to minimize that um, relationship that kids have with their moms. Kids need their moms. We've talked about this before. Like I come home and the, the kids are like, "Hey, Dad, hi, hi," and then when you come home, it's like Justin Bieber came to like his concert, right? They like tackle you. They want to be all over you, and they want to like hold you and like drag you and like in the mornings when you're watching tv you're trying to enjoy your coffee like every kid wants to like get on your lap and like me i'm like chopped liver in the corner you know what i mean but it is but think about i mean yes and and i get that and i'm not minimizing that it is a nice feeling but like there's what's a nice feeling having children like love you and want you and want to snuggle with you but it's overload, right? Sometimes it's overload. Sometimes I don't have any more to give. Like I literally, I, I'm trying, but I am, I am fresh out. Like it's really difficult in the mornings having that scenario because I wish I could sit and wake up naturally and just like relax with my kids and snuggle with them and watch the news and then get ready when I, when I need to get ready. But the days that I have to work and then, God forbid, I have to take all the kids up to my mom and dad's house in the morning because that's another like extra. I think I have hour a solution for that. My Re- day. I think I have a solution for that. Can can we can I finish? No, though? just just really quickly before I lose the thought, it's going to be lost. On the days they have to go to your parents, why don't I take them to your parents? I, you've never offered. I'm offering right now. Okay. It, well, it, it, it just occurred recording. to me. Okay, then you can do that. I would love that. I would take them to your parents on those days and let you take Luke to school. That would be very helpful. I will do that. Because I literally, like this morning, I was trying to get ready. Like, mm-hmm. I was in the bathroom. I was, like, trying to, like, just put my hair in a ponytail. Because I was, like, that's all I get these days. I don't even get to do anything. Like, God help me if I even put makeup on. It's so sad. But, like, yeah, I never get to shower in the morning. Like, that that's a shitty deal. I don't ever get to shower in the morning. Um, and that, I, I can deal with that. I, I like to shower at night anyway. But, like, I had Juliet clinging to my leg. I had Riley opening the drawer and trying to get into makeup. (laughs) And then I had Luke, like he noticed my curling iron was on, 
which I don't even know why I plugged it in because I never have time to curl my hair. Um, but he was like looking at it and he's like, what is this doing? I'm like, no, don't touch it. That's hot. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it doesn't matter if I'm doing the most boring things on the planet in the morning, they want to be like on me. (laughs) And I am one of those people where I have a bubble and I value my bubble. And even, even after having kids, like my bubble has been more invaded and I'm okay with that. There's been some give on that, but I still need space sometimes. Like I don't like to have people physically in my space, like up on me all the time. Um, I realize with kids, that's not something you can always manage, but like when you're in the bathroom and you're trying to like get ready and you have people on you, that really irks me. And so I have to figure out a way to deal with that. And it's hard because I have to leave the door open. I have to watch them while I'm getting ready. I have to kind of do both at the same time. Um, but I could put on like the coolest cartoon in the world in the morning, you know, and they could be like, nah, we don't care. Like, we'd rather just sit here and watch you like put on lip gloss. And it's weird. I'm like, I am not doing anything exciting in here. But to them, it's like, they want to know exactly what I'm doing and why and how come. And I'm like, you guys, I'm literally like, I'm literally like brushing my hair. Do you think you guys could go back and watch your cartoon for a little bit? Cause that'd be way more exciting anyway, but they just want to be up on me and up in my space like 24 seven. Yeah. So I just, I need to figure out how to manage that a little better because it does get on my nerves like big time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I get really irked when they end up in our bed, like in the middle of the night for right. like a bunch of nights in a row, like one or two nights here and there. I'm good with it. But it's like when it's an every night thing and I yeah. feel like my bubble is being like yeah. taken over, it and starts to make me really crazy. See, and, and I don't mind it. I mean, I don't mind it so much um, for one reason. Can I tell you why? Sure. Luke is five, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that he's five, first of all. Like, we, we had a kid five years ago. Yeah. Hey, Penny. Jeez. She likes to bully Diego. Sorry, guys, for shouting. Um, Penny, be good. Penny, be good. All right. Sorry, guys. Um, so Luke's five. And that's, that's insane to me. Five years ago, like five years, that's half a decade. That was not a short period of time. Mm-mm. Right? And now here we are. Oh my gosh. I'm getting so irritated. By the dogs? Yeah. Here. Um, no, just finish your thought, and then I think we should probably wrap this up in a minute. Because I'm actually getting kind of cold, too. Yeah. Um, five years ago, that was that's half a decade. That was not a short period of time. But like, I, it, feels like, it feels like it was not that long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when Luke pops in my bed... Um, he lets me hug him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's my little kid. He's my, he's like my little baby, but he's he's a boy now. And and if he's totally awake, he does not let me hug him. I'm like, Luke, let me give you a hug. And he's like, no. No. It's like a bro it's thing. Not, it's not going to happen, dude. I'm not going to let you hug me. But when he's in my in my bed, when you're a mom, he's like he's, he's like, like in your face. He's like half time. asleep. I can hug my boy, right? He's my little baby. He always He's giving me my I mean, he's my boy, right? He's my boy now, but like at one point he was my baby and I didn't is there, there came a point where I couldn't hold him anymore. Like, he's he's a boy. So I, I get to do that now. Maybe that's different for us. Because um, it's, it's just a different dynamic. Yeah. With fathers and mothers and kids. No, it, it is it, it is a different dynamic. Like, the kids treat me differently than they treat you. Yeah. Hands down. Well, you know what's weird is, like, I don't... 
there's a bond with having a daughter that's way different than having sons. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more. Well, this, I, I think I said this before. Diego well, I, I'm gonna wrap it up here in a no, minute. Don't wrap it up. I have something more. Things. I'm freezing. Um. No, I mean, just having a daughter. I feel like there's this like protectiveness. That's. I mean, it's there with my sons too, but. I don't know. I, I feel like having a daughter, there's this different level of, like, protective that I, that I have. And I'm not sure why that is. But even, like, last night when she was up at 4.30 in the morning, I wanted to hold her and comfort her. I wasn't irritated that she was awake. I was more like I wanted to comfort her and soften the blow of her being sick. Um, when my boys get up, though, I get irritated. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. There, yeah. It's a different relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We have a, our own relationships with our kids, and like each kid, we have our own relationship with. Don't get me wrong; I want to comfort the boys too, but it's it's in different ways. Like it's it's different. I got you. Like I was talking to Luke tonight about Juliet's so sweet though. Yeah. Well, he was upset, and he was. We had a bad night, and he said, "This night just keeps getting worser and worser." And I said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" Did you correct his grammar? No, because he was already in a bad mood. And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said. At school, I started on purple, and then I was on the stars, and then I was on green, and it just gotten worse from there. And I was like, whoa. Mm. So apparently, the fact that his behavior chart at school today went from being in the stars, which is really good, to green, which is like a B plus, really irked him. Mm-hmm. And he was like really upset about it, because I could tell this was like, he was like bothered. <laughs> and it had been on his mind, I guess, all day. Right. And he said, I tried and tried and I just got on the green anyway. And I was yeah. like, well, and so we had a conversation about even, even good kids have bad days sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you can't have good days every day. And sometimes that's okay. Even grownups have bad days and yeah. you're not supposed to have a perfect day every day. It never yeah. happens. All my kids decided to have a bad day today while I got evaluated by my principal. So I know how that yeah. is. Well, I was just telling him, I'm like, you know, you're a good kid and even good kids have bad days. But I just, I didn't want him, I don't want him to think that that chart defines him as a person. Yeah. You know, because at five, I mean, you think, like, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, life isn't all awful. No. Right. Um, we're figuring things out and life is hard. Like, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're figuring things out. And, and there are some good things. Um, I have to go to class some evenings of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wrap up yet. Um, I have to go to class some evenings. I'm f- I'm really, really cold. Okay. I love you, but I'm freezing. And one of my teachers that I have, um, her name is Janet. And uh, she's been teaching for close to like 50 years or something, like since the 1960s. Um, and I wanted to get this on recording because... I am never gonna forget this person. Mm-hmm. Um, she Are you has. Cry? No, I'm not gonna cry. Oh, okay, all right, just checking. But uh, I thought I saw a little tear slide down your cheek. Are you pissed or are and you making fun beard. of me? I can't tell sometimes. Wow. Um, this is gonna be a really good episode. <laughs> People are super. <laughs> Ramon says it's funny, like the tension between us, and I hope it's funny. It's not like awkward. It's probably a little um, bit of both. Maybe that's why it's funny. <laughs> I think I well, said I wanted to punch you in the face like three episodes back. You have, and that's okay. I've said um, it. Yeah, I've said it. Yeah, you said no. You haven't actually punched me in the face I know. that I know of. <laughs> that but you um, know of? I'm pretty sure you would know. 
but this is this is for our kids and maybe for us you know two three years down the road when i'm when, senile and i forget my entire life you know when we are going our separate ways and separate families and stuff you know what i mean no i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> Maybe when we're in the nursing home and I don't remember who you are. And I'm like, why is there this weird man when you in don't my remember room who, all the You time? don't remember who I am and you're so happy that you forgot me? It's like making a new friend um, every day. By the I'll, way, I'll, I'll, have a new, I'll have a new man every day I wake up. By the way, the other day, Lindsay told me, like, if you die first, can you haunt me? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. No, I just want to know you're all right. I just want you to be like, hey, I'm good. Like, then I'll know and I'll be good with it. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Thanks. Um, Thanks for letting me know. I'll make sure to haunt you and your new husband. I don't. Because you're going to die, and I will, I'm going to be like, all right, let's get those wedding bells. I will here. especially haunt your new husband. I don't think I'm going to get remarried if you die. You don't I think? think? Oh, please. Whoa. What if I die in my 40s? I probably wouldn't get remarried. You're still attractive. Men in the 40s, that's like when they're most attractive. What? <laughs> have you? Wow, you know a lot about men in their 40s. They're successful. They have a couple of white hairs. Um, you know, a lot of them are working out because they have the time to work out. Uh, You're not making your case right now. No, I'm in my 30s and I am overweight and stressed out and like I don't overweight. have a career. Like I am in bad shape. You are not overweight. You are not stressed out. Well, okay, you're stressed out. <laughs> not, yeah, we're both stressed out. When you're in your 30s, it's like the worst decade of your life. It's like Vietnam. 1930. Oh, by the way, did you see that video of... of um, Donald, okay, let's get political. Uh, just, no, just, 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 no, mild, just no, slightly. No, no, I won't do it tonight. No, no. just really quickly. No. It has to do with uh-uh. Vietnam. No. I'm going to. No, well, I'm um, not going to respond to you because you I don't have to go. respond. My feet are ice cubes. Okay, friends. My feet um, are ice cubes. I'm not I saw a video feet. of Donald Trump. Um, he was criticizing John, uh, what's his name? The senator from Arizona. McCain. John McCain. Good Lord. Um, he was a POW, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to Vietnam because I had bone spurs and some other things, right? But I had, he's, he was talking about on the Howard Stern show his own Vietnam that he had to go through, which was trying to avoid an STD from sleeping around. That was his Vietnam. Um, anyway, that was, that was it. Did he finish it up by saying love is a battlefield? He should have. Yeah, like mash. Do, 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 do. I watched the intro to that today. I hated that show. I was explaining it to the kids because they were looking at it and they were like, helicopters. I was like, yeah. I used to watch this show with my dad when I was about your age. And then I heard the jokes and I was like, holy crap, my dad let me watch this? Yeah. Like, that's pretty dirty, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the teacher that I had, she was really great. She's into literacy. She's she's really, um, she she has this plethora of like books that she recommends, like they're all picture books and they're all really great. One was a book, uh, you said you heard of her, her name was Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a book called Remember. That book, I read it in class and I, I, it, it's a children's book but it almost brought me to tears just because thinking about how um, black people in the United States and the United States South had to deal with just being completely like they had their own schools they had their own water fountains because and it, and it was it was not a it was not a mean-hearted book it was a it was really it was a good book i would recommend it um and uh she also um showed me some books uh one was by bird baylor mm-hmm. she lives in arizona she's in her 90s and um I read that book to Luke. And Everyone like, Needs a Rock. Everyone Needs a Rock. Yeah, and the, the illustrations kind of scared me a little bit, and I'm an adult. 
Um, How did he handle it? He thought it was neat. Cool. Yeah. But she's been showing me some really good children's books, and I've really enjoyed them. I went to the library and I checked out um, like 15 books. <laughs> Did you ever read Caldecott, the Caldecott Award? Is that what it is? The Caldecott Award? I didn't. The books that kids... Well, no, it's, a, yeah. it's an award that... Newbery Award. Newbery Caldecott. Oh, yeah, the New, Newbery, yeah. No. Uh, Giver won that. Yeah. That's my favorite childhood book yeah. of all time, The Giver. I don't think the movie did it justice, although Jeff Bridges is a badass, so I will he give is. them that. He is. But Taylor Swift was in that movie, too, so... Was she? She was. She was the like the pianist. Like, she was... Oh, yeah. She was... That's um, right. The daughter. Was she the daughter? Something like that. Or maybe she was, like, one of the, like, pupils he had that... I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm really happy about getting my Hopefully kids... Hopefully she was able to shake it off. Shake it off, shake it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, by the way, new new Taylor Swift is is really dark and jazzy and she's angry at the world. She's yeah. like, "F you, world! I'm Taylor yeah. Swift. I do what I want." <laughs> um, but I want to get my kids excited about literacy. Cool. Let's do it. Anyway. Well, um, it's been grand and it's been fun and it's been lovely and it's been mm-hmm. it's been uh, <laughs> magical. Even if you want to. It's been magical. It's been magical. We're going to end this podcast and we're going to argue until four in the morning. No, you actually promised me a back rub, so I'm going to cash in on that. Cash in. Cha-ching. Cash in. Do you have any shout-outs before the end of the day? Um, Shout-out to Erin. I'm sorry I didn't get to go to Arcade Fire with you. I'm she's very not, sad about it. She doesn't listen. She doesn't care about you. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Hi, Erin. Um... <laughs> Uh, really quickly, what are you listening to? Hopefully silence after you're done talking. Ooh. Oh, okay. What are you listening to real quick? No, I, I don't know. I just want to go inside. My feet are cold. I'll think about it later. I can't think right now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm freezing. All right. You guys have a great night. We will catch you on the next one probably this weekend. Who knows? I don't care. Whatever. We're wrapping up. 